0: So, hey, um, how
1: you are you feeling? <laughs> uh, I could almost, almost feel my fingers fully again.
0: I knew they would. They always do.
1: Uh, there, there was a time, there was a moment where I was certain amputation was coming. <laughs> it's that pain, man. I'm telling you, the older I get, the, the worse and worse. The cold is kicking my ass.
0: Do you think it's your age or do you think it's a mental thing, you know, psychosomatic?
1: Oh, no, no. It's, it's definitely physiological.
0: Uh, hey, the wind method would say you're wrong it's all
1: psychosomatic. Well, you talking about Wim Hof?
0: Yeah, Wim Hof, the Wim, the Wim Hof. Yeah, method. you know, I'm sorry, yeah.
1: Uh, you, uh, I, I would agree. I would agree with that. In, in fact, I think I might have to start doing that prior to, like, for a good half hour prior to a dive now.
0: I think you have to start doing that, like, in September. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not that bad. I'm not that bad. Yes, in September, you start by the time it's November you will be dialed in like nobody's business.
1: Hey, welcome to the Great Dive Podcast, people. We are here talking about cold water and trying to stay warm when you're about to jump in water where you're going to be freezing your ass off. In weather, where you're definitely already freezing your ass off. And I I think that was the biggest problem for... You were cold before you entered the water cold before I got in and then it's just the weather was so bad it was just the rushing 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 to just get in just get in just get in that I was already you know I was already behind well let's hands be honest hands were already cold I, like that is the I mean that's the meter for me from now on I just gotta know that if I already am struggling with my hands before we get in that whoo I was really hoping, you know, I was really hoping, you know, the water would warm things up. And I, but no, no.
0: <laughs> the water's going to warm things up. Are you new to diving? Well, it was so goddamn cold. Let was me tell so you about that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Chapter two. Sit down. Here's a, <laughs> Sit down. Here's a notebook.
0: Well, hey, I'm going to tell you something that didn't help your cause. Uh, you just came back from Key Largo. I was soft. You were not only, you were a melted butter. A week. You were a melted, week you were, in... you weren't even like mushy butter, you know, softened. You were liquid butter. You were like the butter they pour on popcorn when you came back. You understand? I was. It? A
1: week in <laughs> Key Largo softened me up. It's all it takes, man.
0: It's all it takes. But just think, so you get used to Key Largo and you go somewhere even warmer and you come back to Key Largo. I mean, you're already in a dry suit in Key Largo. This is the craziness right here. This is the crazy part. And there's got to be some old timers listening that like say to themselves, I was ice diving in a five mil.
1: And the guys were back in the day. I I mean, I I, I look back at those uh, like old shop photos of those hardy sons of bitches, which just goes to show you, you know, that's back in the day when men were men and us pansy men now with our dry suits our dry suits and our dry gloves, our ten mil hoods—they
0: smirk at us. But they—they they also had an average lifespan about twenty-five years younger than us. They would die. They would die because they wanted to. Because life because was. Because they wanted hell to. They were ready exactly. to go. Like I'm done with this. I'm in pain, and I got to act like I'm not in pain.
1: Well, Brando, as as we roll into. Late fall and approach winter here. You know, one of the things that is always an issue for divers, especially up here in the Midwest, but I mean, really in areas all around the world where the weather starts to change, you know, regardless of the time of year, it's one of the things that the hardy divers have to be concerned with. I'm not talking about those divers who go down to Grand Cayman and stay at their five-star diving resort to do their morning boat dive for three, four days. They don't have to worry about staying
0: warm. No, they don't. That's why they go there. You understand that. That's the whole...
1: That's actually, that's actually brilliant. I think, <laughs> that's, I, think, I think that's what I should start doing from now on. What the hell am I thinking? All right, we're going to shift gears here on this show. It's going to be the Great Dive Caribbean podcast. How to Never Get Cold, also known is diving in the South Pacific.
0: Yes, I mean if if you choose to dive in warm water, you you don't have to deal with that to a certain degree. I mean, if you're in long enough or you fail to use proper thermal protection, you'll you'll still get hypothermic even in, you know, 80 degree water.
1: Yeah, and I guess that's one of the things that, you know, especially, you know, the people that are looking at going deeper, staying longer, having a decompression obligation, so you're just going to sit and hang and not do a lot of physical activity while you're trying to get back out of the water. It's one of the misconceptions of being in warm water, thinking that you're less likely to get cold in a wetsuit and not need, you know, protection like a dry suit. But I would say, you know, that you can make the argument that, you know, warm water and a three mil wetsuit that can easily catch up with you. Depending on the on the exposure of dive that you're doing,
0: absolutely. I mean, there's there's
1: cases of it where
0: people go hypothermic in basically tropical
1: waters. Yeah, even though you're diving in eighty degree water, which yeah is relatively warm when you're used to jumping in the sixty degree lake back home, but eighty degree water on a on a human body at a hundred degrees Fahrenheit body temperature, where that water is constantly just stealing the heat from your body, it doesn't take very long, really. Yeah. Well, we know from basic
0: open water, being immersed in the water, you lose heat 25 times faster. So it gets crazy. It it goes quick. And uh, I think it sneaks up on people a lot. You know, they don't expect it. They put their toe in. This is beautiful. And uh, end of the day, they're hypothermic.
1: Yeah, i mean there's there there's a big difference you know when you're you know when you're sitting in a hot tub that's a hundred and three hundred and four well that's the opposite <laughs> but then if you but if you jump in a hot tub that's ninety
0: seven ninety
1: six yeah
0: it's not as uh, nice it, not it, it's a
1: it's i mean that's not a big difference yeah. in temperature but it's a totally different feel it's a definitely a different feel and then you sit in there for a... Uh, you sit in there for a while, you know, four hours for four hours, drinking drink six <laughs> bottles of wine, and, uh, a case of beer.
0: Yeah, you're you're not hypothermic, but no, <laughs> there's still damage. Drunk. There's still a lot of damage done. <laughs> yeah, I'm, you can get hypothermic in the, even in the warm waters. I guess our point, but. Here in our uh, upper Midwest, northern Midwest waters, where at depth, almost everything in the fresh water realm, below 100 feet, is in the high 30s. Almost everything, right?
1: Pretty much, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I
0: mean, you get over to uh, like A Bay area, Thousand Islands, where... The water skims off the Great Lakes, and it's still pretty nice at the end of the summer, early fall, all the way through the water column down to you know 150. Kind
1: of right thing. when you get a, when you get in places in the Great Lakes where there's a lot of water movement, yeah, you can certainly have those really odd dives on those wrecks where you'll be 100 feet down and you'll still be 70 degrees, like the thermocline doesn't even hit yet. Those are like the exceptions to the rule, you know. Right. Everything's
0: basically in the high 30s, which zaps the heat from you tremendously, even in the summer. Especially you're gearing up. You got your dry suit on and and you start sweating. And uh, you get in the water and you start to cool off because the water's high 60s, low 70s maybe, uh, down to about 60 feet. Then it starts to drop a little. But you get down past 100 feet it's almost always in the high 30s and uh you get cold quick low yeah i mean
1: low to mid 40s, 40s at yeah at best you know especially for a lot of you know a lot of the people that are doing you know advanced level recreational diving i mean it's and it's going to be you know forty forty two 42 degrees you know when you get out on that shipwreck in 80 90 100 feet of water out right. in the great lakes and if you have a, a, like a local inland lake that's, that's got that kind of depth, it's definitely going to be that cold because that, that water is just sitting still. Oh, yeah,
0: absolutely. And even, you know, the Mount Everest of quarry diving, uh, Gilboa Quarry, you get to the deep end and down in the 120 range or even, past, even before that, actually, I should say, it, it goes to 39 that's that's it. Well water is its most dense at thirty nine, so you'll always find thirty nine degree water at the bottom of Gilboa. Regardless of the time of year. Right. Regardless unless unless it gets so cold that it starts pushing that thirty nine degree, you know, thirty nine degrees all the way through and then it it starts getting colder and colder, you know. But that's that takes some A good amount of uh, time being cold cold right those are those wicked wicked years right when gilboa freezes which is rare but it happens that all being said i think you got a great point about prior to the dive what are the conditions how are you suiting up how are you gearing up what's your mentality or your mental state or your mindset um I think that makes a huge impact on your comfort during the
1: dive. Well, yeah, no huge. doubt about it. I mean, okay, so let's recap a little bit about what we were dealing with on that dive on Sunday morning for for me to just get in and rinse off all that salt water off of my gear the weather took a major dump here in the northeastern United States, really all across the United States. I mean, I had friends down in Georgia complaining about it, you know, being a deep freeze down there, getting into the low 30s. Really? Yeah. Hmm. And then, you know, Buffalo, New York, got dumped with five feet of snow. Which is awesome. That day. (laughs) And uh, we just had like, a really, really strong howling wind uh, we were diving one of our you know big local lakes it's uh you know an over a hundred feet over a thirty meter deep lake, yeah, uh, with white caps out on <laughs> on the lake from the wind uh, a pretty pretty ugly chop out there. The temperature was twenty one Fahrenheit. Uh, with a wind chill of single digits, i think seven a seven degree Fahrenheit wind chill, so what you were saying a minute ago about how important it was to be warm prior to the dive was really difficult because we were in a really unprotected spot, you know working out of our vehicles to try to get right. suited up and into the water, so just you know holding on to. You know the dry suit with bare hands to to pull the suit on, which you can't do with gloves because it's too slippery to hold on with gloves. Right. You got to have the the grip of your bare fingers. You know, so just doing all that and then dealing with a, a leaky regulator because everything's you know freezing up and the, the salt that was still in my reg. I'm trying to swap out second stages and you, you need the dexterity of the fingers. So your hands are already cold. That made such a terrible impact, yeah. On me getting into the
0: water. Well, there's a number of things that go on there that really can increase uh, risk, <laughs> right? As far as dexterity, dexterity really goes to crap with uh, right, the which bugs, is
1: what right? what ultimately is why I called the dive for myself. Mm-hmm. I mean, I right, I mean, I mean, I could barely control the the, the trigger on the scooter. I, I couldn't clip my light off. I I, could, I, 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 my, my fingers, you know, by the time I called it, my fingers were so frozen. I couldn't even trigger the inflator on my dry suit. They were just numb, <laughs> like frozen hot dog sausages. It couldn't bend, had no muscle feel. Right. and, I mean that's a that's a bad place to be especially if you you know wanted to stay longer. I mean like that lack of circulation is not
0: good. Right. That was very short into the dive even.
1: So yeah. It happened very yeah. very quick. Really. Yeah, yeah. I mean my like I said my hands were already getting that like really cold finger, cold hand. It it's like, you know, um you know my wife has that Raynaud's syndrome, right? Yeah. And like I'll get it from time to time, and I've noticed in the past where I just get, you know, outside working or something, I'll, I'll get those just white fingertips, where mm. that circulation just dies away. It's it's a it's a bad place to be. So I really try to keep my hands working, and I've noticed, you know, wintry, you know, cold weather season, just going for a run. I'll have really cold fingers, and it's something that I've I've noticed and have really been paying attention to lately, prepping for this run. I've got you know on Thanksgiving morning.
0: Are you dressing up? It's about. Are you going to be a turkey? You jive
1: turkey? Oh yeah, yeah. You should see this little. Uh, you should see this little outfit Patty's got. It's pretty hilarious.
0: <laughs> what outfit do you have though? Is this an outfit for you?
1: Um, uh, they just sent me some socks. Uh, I've I've got some. Turkey style socks they sent, and then I'll have some ridiculous shorts on, I'm sure. Turkey style socks. <laughs> but anyways, I I noticed that like if when I go for a run. What
0: the hell are turkey styles.
1: <laughs> Do they got wings? When I go, Do they have no, wings? they're just they're just turkey striped style. and I have like a turkey on Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. They like the cartoon turkey for the 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 benefit run whatever okay, the okay. mascot doesn't they have okay anyways so about twenty twenty thirty minutes into the run my my fingers will go from being like really f- getting frozen and cold yeah like finally that that blood gets gets moving and pumping enough that it just that vasoconstriction just opens back up and you can feel the 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 blood flow moving back in that's why i was saying like it's not a bad idea to just start getting into that wim hof breathing prior to the dive to get that blood flow moving right i mean once you can get that core temperature
0: up to where it's not triggering that response which is shut down the peripheral circulation and get the core warm you know what i mean
1: yeah definitely you know and being being hydrated Having you know some food and energy in your body before the dive, you know, are, are all certain, certainly little things that contribute and can help, you know, to keeping your body warm. But really, having like a little bit of exercise and blood flow prior to the dive is making more and more sense. Or just
0: being warm and getting ready in a warm environment. I mean, that was one of the key, things that, that's the key that got you on that dive. I mean, it got me too. I was I was not enjoying the comforts afforded by our beautiful lake.
1: Hands down, the least. Enjoyable dive I can remember <laughs> in a long time. You
0: say that and in now, keep in mind, like you and
1: I just, you know, and we got it coming up in another couple months that, that ice dive up on the KUKA you know, our annual KUKA adventure. I mean, that's in many situations, that's a thousand times worse than what we just went through. But, but we, we, we have, there's so much work that goes into just getting the dive site ready. You're working your ass off for, for an hour, hour and a half before the dive. So your blood's pumping, your heat heated up we've got heated you know tent areas for getting suited up so you at least have a fighting chance getting into the water and then it's just maintain you know that hand warmth and then if we can do that you know you and i could be in the water for a couple of hours
0: and we are and uh you know it's a big operation for the sole reason that you need people to keep the divers warm especially the instructor divers who are round-robinning the students, the other divers who want to experience the dive, all that. So we round-robin those people through, but we stay
1: in the water. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're doing three to three to four dives per their one. It right. takes its toll. Right, but
0: thankfully, I mean,
1: I guess this goes to show
0: that if you can keep that core temperature warm and you can keep your hands warm, uh, opened up the circulation open up and that's what we do in between you know we'll pop up and stick your hands in some extremely warm water you know they'll put a pot of hot water right down in the water with us in the ice hole the farging ice hole and um, warm up those hands and it's not that bad I mean the feet don't get too bad especially in a horizontal position Uh, but when you're vertical there, getting your hands warm they can start to compress and get cold but yeah staying on it I guess is what I'm getting at. Staying on top of that cold. It's almost like uh, when you have surgery and the pain. They tell you take your pain meds, stay on it. And I, you know, I've worked in post op and pre op and uh, observation units and emergency rooms, and the whole thing about that is when you come out of surgery, don't let the pain climb up. You have to stay on it. Always keep it managed, right? And that's the same thing with the the freezing. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And, and I know a lot of people talk about. You know the heated vests nowadays, which definitely you know uh, make, make a make a big difference. Huge, but they're also you got to consider on the, on those big, big dives like that. If you're doing a big dive, you know where you you've got some depth and a long term exposure. You know, getting really warm at the beginning and then freezing your ass off at the end <laughs> is a bad combination too.
0: Right. You've got a, the off gassing portion of diving requires great circulation.
1: Right. So that's the wrong time to vasoconstrict. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
0: Which impedes circulation. So, I mean,
1: luckily, you know, luckily the the, the the ice dive, the Kuka ice dive, you know, it's relatively shallow.
0: Yeah, 50 feet, 55 to the, the mud kind of thing, right? You, you
1: generally, you know, uh, you know, generally on those dives, you're in you know 20 feet of water for a great majority of it
0: right people want to be between the ice and the wreck right
1: yeah but you get a lot of people nowadays that you know are doing you know not necessarily ice dives but they're just doing deeper colder dives that they normally wouldn't do because they would get so cold but now they can get in the water throw on a heated vest and think now i can get through the dive it's something that you know people should consider that you know just cranking on a heated vest and then the battery running out at the end when, right. you, when you really need it the most is is something that you should be thinking about.
0: And I mean, that's one of the reasons a lot of tech divers uh, will hold off turning that that heat on, you know, flipping the battery, flipping the switch on the battery until their deco. You know, right? Because yeah. as Keep, you're yeah, getting yeah, cold, for the end. right? As you're getting cold, it's impeding. Gas uptake too, I guess. I mean, there there's one benefit to a certain extent. I'm sure there's more to it than this, but um, when you are off gassing on your ascent, it behooves you to open up your vascular system to increase blood flow and oxygen slash uh, inert gas. Yeah, to move that out exchange, right? To move it quick. A lot well, a lot more efficiently,
1: right? When you easier, have bigger yeah, yeah, move it
0: easier. blood vessels.
1: Yeah, the more the more blood flow you have, the more profusion you've got, the the easier that becomes.
0: You like to throw that word perfusion out, nice. Uh, just to,
1: I'm a I'm a uh, man who I, uh, I, 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 I let's impressed my <laughs> wife <laughs> I impressed my wife with three and four <laughs> syllable words while, say, we uh, cor- while I was I, courting her.
0: I have a way with words because Either you have a way with words, or you have no way.
1: <laughs> this steak dinner is super califragilistic expialidocious. Oh, that must have blown her away. Ah, <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, Brando. That that actually kind of brings me up to another little point that I'd like to make is what we were talking about earlier about the old hardy divers that would wear wetsuits, and then you even still get still today. Like there's a a, a macho ness of of divers that want to brag a little bit about the ability to muscle through on a on a cold dive in a seven mil wetsuit still. Well, of course, or, and I was just having a conversation with a, with a guy the other day. You know, we were, you know, in, in a well seasoned, been in the game for a couple of decades, diver about, you know twenty five years ago he remembers doing a dive at one of our local lakes, you know in the fall in a seven mil suit. The water was forty two and he didn't think it was that bad but but nowadays like there's no goddamn way I would do that again.
0: I guess it's all relative, you know, if you're used to being in pain uh and it's a lesser level of pain it's like it's not that bad you know if they were they cut off all my fingers on one hand and then on the other hand they only cut off my pinky it's
1: not that bad you know what i'm saying it's all about perspective well yeah because i mean when you really look at it i mean you could i mean there's there's people that do the polar bear club every year right i mean you could yeah go ice diving in just your budgie smuggler for a few minutes. I mean, I don't know
0: anybody that do the, does the polar plunge and is like, oh,
1: that was great. <laughs> Nobody. But if you did it once, then you would be happy to do it in a three millimeter wetsuit.
0: Well, yeah. Heck yeah. Because you know it's not going to be that
1: bad. Yeah, because you make the call for a three millimeter suit is an acceptable exposure protection For that environment, and and you like tread this line of of you know of doable versus practical, right? You you have the line of uh, that that mental game is eventually going to be taken away, and that's what I keep going back to of why we're we're diving a dry suit, even on a borderline you know comfort of, of warmth, is because keeping the mental agility keeping the mental game strong and having the ability to to help out a teammate in need and if if you're losing brain waves to thinking about the shiver thinking about the cold you know thinking about i just want to get out of here and warm up that's taking away from your head being in the game when you've got other people in the water relying on you fulfilling your job to that team trying to get something done in the water right i agree um well, I think
0: you know, as with all of diving there's it's mindset it 's mental it's well, with all of life actually right don't let it get into your head is the other side of it, which it does when you 're getting ready and you 're already cold you 're already cold and you 're going in the water, and you're you know it 's not going to go better it 's not going to be toasty in there <laughs> it 's going to be the right. opposite. It's going to draw heat away from your body 25 times faster than what
1: it was when you were getting ready. Uh, well, th- there's also the weighting issue that you have in that thick 7 mil wetsuit that a lot of people don't consider, right? I mean uh, – I mean, yeah, for a lot of people, the seven mil, they go, wow, ah, this it, this keeps me warm enough. I'm 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 okay with it, and and I and I get that. And you buy a good seven mil suit, for a lot of people, for the lot of dives you do, it'll it probably would accommodate enough warmth. But then you get out and you do a a dive to a hundred feet, it's got
0: a slew of problems. The it's uh,
1: the thick so right. Yeah, there's so much weight that you're wearing to sink that suit that you're really way out of balance at depth if you ever had any problems.
0: Right, due to compression, you're going to compress that at 4 us,
1: It's it's offering you're going to a be little so negatively buoyant.
0: Right, and it's offering little in the in the way of thermal protection as far as insulation because a lot of that insulation is from the those little tiny air bubbles in the neoprene which get compressed the deeper you go, more and more compressed the deeper you go and that thin layer yeah, of water yeah. gets it loses its heat a lot quicker, so
1: yeah, really, every time you dive that seven mil suit, it gets you worse destroy it right you destroy it that 's a great point
0: that 's a great point james i don 't I don't think people get that that 's why neoprene has like a shelf life it 's not going to last forever,
1: yeah, yeah, even if it looks brand new and pretty, and the colors all still look great, but it 's a five six eight ten year old wetsuit. It's not keeping you as warm as it did when you first got it. In fact, every dive you've done after the first one, it's been less and less effective at keeping you warm.
0: Right. And I I would say, I would add to that, that it's better to look good than to feel good, darlings. (laughs) (laughs) So I will keep that wetsuit.
1: (laughs) Form form over function.
0: Exactly.
1: That's... That's exactly right.
0: <laughs> well, that's the mentality anyway of a lot of folks. But
1: but you were going to say uh so what do we do about it? Yeah, right? how, do, right? we, how do we how do we
0: Yeah, let's battle this. Let's let's uh give some solutions to the problem instead of just complaining. Like little bitches.
1: <laughs> we're so we're so good at that part though.
0: Well, cuz it's fun and that's what I like about it. It's fun.
1: All right, well let's uh let's let's do it. So uh, the fact of the matter fact facts divers need wetsuits facts if you're gonna, if you're going to stay in the water, even the warmest of water over a, a long period of time, you need something to keep that core body temperature from falling, especially if you 're going to do multiple dives over multiple days it 's going to take its toll on you, so keep that in mind, yeah, you know, anybody can tough out thirty minutes you know in the Philippines in just a bathing suit but that's not what i'm talking about i am talking know. about an I, active regular diver and, I, and you know I, I wouldn't i couldn't i'd be in- <laughs>
0: i was gonna say i know some old softies that really would be complaining i need my right. dry I, suit
1: I, <laughs> his name's his name's <laughs> old jamesy
0: <laughs> yeah um yeah i would add to that though i think there's uh, a number of studies and don't don't quote me and maybe i'm talking out you know my ass kind of thing but uh, the repeated exposure to to dropping your core body temperature however many micro degrees uh, the repeated exposure starts to take its toll as well and you you get colder quicker even to a certain extent
1: yeah I, um, especially I would say the the effect of, of how you feel it Right, it, it's not and, linear. Yeah, psychological. It, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah, it's 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 definitely a curve to that 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 gets more and more effect every degree it you know it it falls.
0: You become hypersensitive, I think. Yeah, uh, that cold it's
1: brutal. That's all. So 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 having a good suit and a relatively new suit is important. You know, don't just keep that old ratty old wetsuit for ten fifteen years. I mean, that's that's not going to help you. And then having the appropriate thickness of suit is also something to consider. You know, three mil, five mil. And I'm in in my opinion, if you know you're doing a lot of cold water diving, if that's your neighborhood, wetsuit has to go. Yeah, like like don't even spend the five hundred bucks on a good seven mil wetsuit. Just put that towards a dry suit right away. If if you know that's your environment.
0: Yeah, that you'll. It'll help your diving in so many ways. It'll keep you diving, number one. You'll want to go diving because you're comfortable. And it opens up pretty much the whole year in climates like ours, right, where, I mean, we're going to have ice. If it keeps going like it is, we're going to have ice in a week or two. Right. You know, thick, thick ice. So, Um, so yeah, that dry suit is a a great investment if you are in – you know, moderate to cold waters, and going to yeah, dive. or
1: you have yeah, or you have a, a place where you can get long exposure.
0: Yeah, even even in temperate
1: the, waters. Yeah, yeah, and then if you are diving wet in cold water, there you know a lot of the dive boats around the world. I mean, it's pretty standard to do multiple dives. You know, you'll go out on mm-hmm. a two dive charters pretty regular. Staying zipped up inside that wetsuit between dives mm-hmm. is only keeping that water on your body and drawing and drawing and drawing heat from you.
0: Yes, it is drawing heat a lot quicker than the air is. And, you know, just like we say, you know, rapid treatment of hypothermia involves getting the person dry. You have
1: to get dry. Absolutely. Yeah, so if you are diving wet or if you've got a, you know, a leaky suit, leaky dry suit, you know, between dives, if you've got a decent surface interval to do, it's best to open that suit up and dry dry. off as much as you can get like a heavy they got a lot of those nice you know parka jackets scuba robes you know that you can throw on that'll wick all that moisture from your body and insulate you between dives as much as i get it i mean i i can harken back to my old wetsuit diving days and the last thing you wanted to do was unzip that suit and let that wind hit your body but in reality getting that over and done with as fast as possible is the best choice
0: yeah get dry Get dry. That's that's a great tip. Get dry between dives. Get dry immediately following the dive as soon as you can. Um, you'll warm up quicker if it's just one dive. So that's a great. I mean, that's a great point. So I mean, for for wetsuit divers, get dry. For leaky drysuit divers, get dry. Um, and we already said, get a if you're going to go wet, get a high quality wetsuit. Of course, if you're going to dive often, get a dry
1: suit. Yeah, and then uh, the dry suit, as as we know, doesn't actually keep you warm. It's just really just keeping you dry for most of the dry suits out there. So, what keeps you really warm is by having the right undergarment for the job.
0: The undergarments, baby, and
1: the uh, and the uh, the appropriate layering of undergarments. True. I guess I should really say nowadays. Absolutely, you you need a uh,
0: a good wicking layer. And then you need a good, the high tech stuff is great because it actually kind of traps the gas molecules to the fibers of the material the undergarment is made
1: of. Yeah, the science behind the undergarments today is pretty amazing.
0: But beware, I mean, there's a way to manipulate numbers and statistics and, and, you know, data and make it look better than it actually is. So. I always, with almost anything, I look at what the pros are using in in real diving situations. Like what are people who are achieving records in cold water diving, as far as duration and whatnot. Cold water cave divers, who, and I say cave divers because they're in the water for three, four, five, six, ten hours, sometimes more than that, even.
1: Right in in not icy cold water, but like that. I mean, 68, 70-degree well, water for hard. hours yeah. is going to – Yeah, that's I mean, that's going to take its toll. But Let alone if you're doing stuff up in uh, Europe where yes. you've got even colder water caves. That's what I'm talking people about. People diving in the mines. Yeah, you need a good undergarment. And, and all of them are wearing some sort of a really good base layer to wick the moisture away from the body. You know, then a good quality – undergarment, like the main underwear of the suit. The high-tech stuff, it, right. Yeah. If not even adding
0: in like a, a vest. And then that would be the, the cherry on top is the heated portion of the undergarment. Now, they have not only vests, but pants to go with the vests, full arms, and in other words, a long sleeve right. shirt. They have glove inserts, socks, all electrified and heated
1: electronically so it will warm your body up. But keep in mind, for a lot of that stuff, you're not using most likely a, a typical recreational BCD because you've got a battery pack. You know, you're going to need to carry to power that stuff. So you're you're moving into, you know, and you you talk about look look what those guys are wearing for equipment. You know, it's it's a harness and a plate so you can rig, you know, that additional battery power to power a suit like that, you know, if you've got all that. And I would, I would venture so much to say is, uh, you know, going back to the whole heated debate, uh, you should use the heat as a bonus. Agreed, a
0: thousand percent. You know, yeah.
1: if, you're, if you're getting into the dive, like counting on, I have to have the heat or I'm never going to survive this dive, that's a bad place to be. Like, uh, because you have to make, make that assumption, like you and I do with most of our plans. <laughs> plan for the shit to hit the fan. You got a plan for, yeah. yeah, yeah. And if everything fails, right, and you have a situation like I did over the weekend, where like I, I can't even fire a inflator on my dry suit. Like if I had to do a gas share, or we really had something serious to do, like I'm completely incapacitated. Uh, I'm a I'm a liability to everybody I'm in the in the water with, and that's not the place you want to be. No, no, absolutely. And just 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 being underwater for the sake of being underwater, knowing you're a liability is, is not smart diving.
0: No, not at all. I mean, uh, that goes to a you know whole another discussion on. Being able to call the dive, knowing like, okay, I am no longer an asset on this dive. <laughs> I am a problem. <laughs> yes. So,
1: yes, you got to know, know when hold to
0: say when. You know, know when to fold them. To quote Kenny Rogers, the immortal Kenny Rogers.
1: You got to know when to walk away.
0: And know when to swim away. And know when to
1: run. <laughs> and know when to hit the trigger on that scooter and get to shore as fastly as get possible. Get the fuck out.
0: I think it could be the new lyrics. You got to know when to get the fuck out.
1: Hey, Brando. Um, hey, Jamesy. You know, tomorrow's, you know, for us, tomorrow's Thanksgiving, American Thanksgiving. I'm thankful for that. Um, you know what? You know who I'm thankful for? I'm thankful for our friends over at Manscaped. Oh, I bet you are. Listen, it's, you know, it's gonna be a big family get together, big holiday meal. I know over at the old Schwartzies, and everybody loves their you know turkey and their stuffing. But you, I know old Brando's gonna be looking like a big plate of sweet, delicious <laughs> pumpkin pie with the help of his is manscaped <laughs> performance package 4.0. Well, hell yeah, they're the leaders, Brando, in below the waist grooming. And they have blessed you with the ultimate Thanksgiving dinner topic. You're not going to have to fight about politics and, you know, who got (laughs) elected to governor and who's the new (laughs) president coming to be and what's going on in Congress. You're not going to have to argue about that. You are going to get to tell all your in-laws about your new cutting edge ball trimmer and gift yourself or the man in your life the ultimate men's hygiene bundle.
0: Oh, agreed. But I mean, you're robbing me of probably the funnest part of a family gathering, which is that discussion of politics and world situation. Yes. That is What the- about
1: when you get to just imagine sitting there at at the table, you just get a big dollop of, of mashed potato a second helping of mashed potatoes and you get to talk to your fa you know, your father in law about trimming his pumpkins by going to <laughs> manscaped.com and using the code TGDP Donnie.
0: Uh, for, and that discussion's shipping, never going to happen. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I love the folks at Manscaped for for what they're doing, but uh, that discussion won't happen.
1: Listen, we, you, when you get uh, talk to old uh, Uncle Bob about Manscaped's liquid formulations like uh, the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver, they're, they're kind of like uh, that pumpkin pie and whipped cream special little dessert after Thanksgiving dinner. Kind of.
0: Kind of. They're exactly like it. (laughs) What are you talking about?
1: Hey, everybody. Go over to Manscaped.com, get 20% off and free shipping with the code TGDP.
0: Your butterballs will thank you.
1: Your (laughs) butterballs. Thank you. Hey,
0: Manscaped, you can (laughs) use that one.
1: (laughs) 20% 20% off of free shipping with manscaped.com, people. TGDP code. Be thankful this holiday season for the best gift of all for Manscaped. Yeah, your butterball. Well, thank you. Well, hey, Brando, is um, anything else we should tell the people about diving cold, cold water, cold environments? You know, in addition to just getting cold on any dive, uh, in particular for us cold environment divers that the people
0: should know about. Almost any diver, I would even say the the warm water divers, this is you know, speaking from the medic in me, it's still I still have a little bit in me. Is the treatment the first aid For when someone is hypothermic, knowing how to recognize it and knowing what to do to remedy it and knowing when to call for help, that you're going to need more help than you can provide, you know, get them to an ER or that kind of situation. So if you take a rescue class, which we highly recommend, and a first aid class, which I think you need for the rescue class for most agencies.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's something that really every diver Should have, you know, regardless of agency that you're in. I mean, a a good rescue class, you know that that you can take is only going to benefit. Absolutely, and uh,
0: especially with this hypothermia, because as we've been trying to point out, it's not just in cold water environments. You can get it almost anywhere. And the only reason I say almost is there are some places that have hyperthermic, <laughs> so you need to know when you you do that not too. an issue not an
1: issue uh, we had last week
0: true, true, but know what to do, know that first aid and know the signs and symptoms of hypothermia, you know that shivering that onset of shivering is like the first key sign like temperatures dropping in my body, so the uncontrollable <laughs> shivering, and then it goes downhill from that
1: right and uh, that 's something to you should really let the people know is there's a difference between shivering and the uncontrollable uncontrolled shivering. is the
0: key word you're right, James. That's a great point because when it's uncontrollable that's the very first that's the very first sign that you're going to see is someone shivering or the
1: symptom a person's going to experience right which is basically your body going into convulsions trying to generate some heat like your body's going spasming get warm trying to get warm (laughs) Yeah, yeah yeah and early on you know you know when you notice it and recognize it you can sit there and Okay, you can breathe, breathe through it, calm mm-hmm. your body down, relax your muscles. Little movement. Okay, yes. And, yeah, and, but that's things. a that should be a, a first clue to to you right. like okay, I'm I'm starting to get cold, my body's going into these shivers. Let's I need to be hyper aware. Right, let's wrap this up kind of thing and let's start
0: moving towards getting warm. Then the next kind of thing you start to see are you know, the blue the blue lips, the kind of you know, you'll see pale skin. Um then it starts to affect your mentality, your mental state, you know your thought process you 're not thinking as rational or as quick or as well or as uh,
1: as you should um, and th- not, and that 's a huge danger right and that's, for, for somebody underwater i mean it 's bad enough when you 're like Walking through the woods on a cold day or you're, mm-hmm. you 're know, climbing a snowy right. you know mountain or a ice cliff or something it 's bad news, but to be underwater where you need to make decisions to get somebody gas, and all the only thing you 're thinking about is the cold that you 're dealing with you 're not in a good mental space for being a good dive teammate underwater
0: no, and that that uh
1: ability
0: to uh, <laughs> operate your extremities <laughs> becomes very compromised, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. E- exactly. So, d- being able to operate your tools and even recognize the need to do it is greatly impaired.
0: So you're you're running all these risks as that hypothermia starts to set in deeper and deeper. So you got to recognize it early and remedy it. Uh, and if you can't, for example, you're in a deco dive or an overhead environment, things could get get a little dicey. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely.
1: And this is the the other thing that people, you know, when you start diving in cold water and you get to these environments, people push it, push it, push it until they get to that really cold state. And then they go, ah, we got to go. But we then got you got the whole, you, got the, you got the whole dive still to finish. That's yeah. way too long. It's way too long. And, I mean, you start to see the risk, right? Right. And then when you're out on, like, an ice dive, if you're going to do something like that, especially where we go, where you're over half a mile off shore to get to that state of cold, knowing that, I mean, you've got a long way to go before you're even back to shore where you can find shelter again.
0: Absolutely. And that's, that's one of the reasons, you know, when doing like our dive on the KUKA, which is, you know, ways out there, we bring the the support personnel, uh, some kind of shelter that we can heat. And everyone's properly trained and and aware of the first aid needed for hypothermia. And um, I mean, those are just some of the things you've got to think about while diving in colder water. Just a couple of them. I mean, there's what else would you add to that?
1: I would add that even if you're diving warm water, you can't ignore the signs of hypothermia.
0: I've had hypothermia down in Marathon, I was in the water most of the day, in and out. I did multiple, multiple dives. And it hit me hard. It was bad. I had to go home and was in bed till the next morning. But I went to bed at like seven at night.
1: Yeah, it'll it'll knock you down.
0: Yeah, I couldn't believe it. That was uh that was eye opening to me and that was very early in my, my dive career. You know, go down to the keys. It's warm water. I get a charter in the morning two dives do you want to go out again yeah let's go do a couple more they're shallow dives you know it's not tremendously deep i'm like yeah go have some lunch come back hey you guys going out again i think i did to like four charters two dives each charter and uh coming in at like five in the evening i was shaking and uh of course i was only wearing like a three mil i was young and dumb right yeah it'll it'll it can take its toll on you i fully agree even in the warmer waters. so recognize it know what to do and um Prepare accordingly if you know you 're going to be in an environment that isn 't very um, uh, welcoming to keeping warm, like diving the kooka you know we keep using that example, but that's that to me is you know one of those operations that not a lot of divers are going to do as far as travel trapes out on the ice, set up a big operation, cut a hole, and uh jump in for multiple dives right,
1: but be prepared. And uh, I guess, really, like the last thing we could talk about in the whole debate of how to stay warm is the pee, the, the pee or not to be discussion. <laughs> yeah, to pee in your wetsuit, you mean? Right, right. Yeah, I mean uh, the, the whole the whole notion of. You know, there's always the big joke in scuba of there's those who have peed in their and those wetsuits and those who lie about it, and those who will, yeah, <laughs> or those who lie about it, yeah, <laughs> Right. you know, right? Uh, and the, the, there's is the like the false belief that that peeing is actually warming you up, which isn't the truth.
0: Well, it feels warm when it's coming out, but it, you got to remember that's your body heat. That's a good portion of body heat going into the water, but right. it feels
1: good too, though. It feels good for, uh, for a second. If, if you're into that thing, Brando. I well, don't... you know, whatever it takes. It's 2022, <laughs> it's man. 2022, man. <laughs> yes. Let's, let the baggage go.
0: <laughs> I guess the, uh, the other side of that, you're right, is it, it, it can reduce your body temperature just because it's letting heat out of your body into the water.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And the water, you know, the urine coming out is, is warmer than the water that it's entering. So it's going to feel good for a minute, but that's also going to, you know, you're going to trick your brain a little bit too, to, you know, thinking that you're warmer than you are.
0: Well, that's kind of, of what I've been doing that, with life, period, James. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> trick, yeah. trick my brain into thinking everything's better than it is. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's, called, that's called surviving the, that's right, the 2020s. That's <laughs> 2020s.
0: Exactly.
1: That's surviving America post-pandemic. Yeah, you got with the lie world, around. not just Lied America. yourself.
0: Yeah. yeah. I agree. But uh, no, good point. Good point. I, I mean, the other side of that is you got to pee and it can get a little uncomfortable when you you're holding it so i just say let it go
1: let it go i i let it go just for the mere fact of it's painful to when it's painful to swim because i gotta pee so bad yeah i'm going yeah
0: agreed so i mean all great things i think i think we we've kind of covered it for the most part um i don't think we should get into the first aid for it other than get dry and warm slowly you know for yeah. people who have really bad hypothermia, and then that hypothermia the stages of hypothermia goes into uh frost nip and then frostbite, and you know limbs gotta things digits start falling off kind of thing
1: <laughs> you yeah know yeah that. or yeah organs start shutting down, and cardiac arrest you know can yeah be the result of you know t- too hypothermic yeah a lot, a lot of bad stuff so did I, did at I the divert- end of the day use your uh, i would say use your brain people and uh, and be smart you know you got to be able to recognize the signs of being cold and take those <laughs> seriously and you know when you <laughs> when your brain is thinking of other things than you know the dive at hand that's a bad place to be. Right.
0: Use your Brian, you morans. There you go. You know what else keeps you warm? A good old hot cup of Joe.
1: Like Abyss Coffee Co. Joe? Abyss Coffee Co. Joe.
0: Again, I'm still a fan of the Kraken. A nice hot, hot cup of Kraken.
1: There you go, people. Go over to AbyssCoffeeCo.com or you can order on her uh, from her Facebook or Instagram page if you follow her over there. And uh, tell them. Uh, you're getting that cracking coffee because it's Brando's favorite, and put in that code TGDP.
0: Yeah, help support our our friend Angie at Abyss Coffee Co.
1: No, lastly, I was going to say that um, I wrote a blog a week or so ago. I did. I think I read. Uh, I you know, read and, and blog. I I got a message from a guy. Okay. Who said he was? He he loved it. His name's Daryl, and he said that he's listened to every podcast. And uh, my enthusiasm is infectious. But he he said that uh, I we I should mention that I have a separate website because he didn't know that it existed. Oh yeah, absolutely. And yeah. I didn't realize. I guess I I don't try. I try not to be too like marketing all the time. You know of, of what I do, but I I. I guess maybe I should let people know that I do have a, a website for myself at com, and I do have a little blog over there.
0: You have a great blog and I would say it's not it's more than marketing. I mean, the marketing just comes as a side effect, but there's a lot of great info there and I think especially, I mean, if you're passionate about diving, you'll love James's blog because James is passionate about diving and and uh and he spreads it with that with a lot of great info. I like that blog and I'm
1: I'm I'm semi-passionate about diving. <laughs> yes. We both are. We both are. But uh, I, I also got a, a nice message from Katie over there on that, that recent blog that I did about the infinite game of scuba. And um, the inf- thanks, old uh, Daryl. And uh, I have now fully mentioned it. Nice. Yeah. Thanks, Daryl. Yeah. Brandon, should we wrap this one up? Let's uh, sign some... Cold log books.
0: All right. Let's sign some log books. Are you peeing in your wetsuit right now? <laughs> or are you just happy to see me? Uh, you just, you just happy? <laughs> really happy to see. Uh, I'm Mr. Ice Blister. <laughs> no, I'm, a, I'm trying to think of the Cold Miser song. And it, uh, normally I can't get it out of my head as this time of year rolls around. Heat Miser and Cold Miser. And I just I went blank there for a minute. But, um, yeah, yeah, I'm peeing in my wetsuit. Sue me. <laughs> <laughs> All right,
1: everybody, we will talk to you guys next week.
0: Same uh, frozen ice channel. <laughs> Same unusable fingers time. How's that? Perfect. Okay.